never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. Well, one thing is for sure, after this catastrophic failure I had the last two or three days, I've had to reload all my internet programs, every last one of them because they all got erased. So fortunately, I had these programs on my laptop, and so I could catch the URLs and passwords, etc., and copy them off my laptop and then bring them over to my desktop, which is the one that had the catastrophic failure. And so I just got Telegram working about an hour ago, and uh, Lily was able to log me in because I wasn't able to log in. So I think we're good to go although I hear that the sound is choppy on Telegram. Maybe people listening in Eurofolk Radio can tell me. Otherwise, hopefully the sound is clear. The test I did earlier today was very clear on BUT, which is you know broadcast using this tool. So the, t- the show for today is about the word ethnos. And this is blackwellpublishing.com forward slash content. And uh, it's... Uh, sample chapter of the book, which I'm not sure what the title of the book is, but this is chapter one. And the subject of chapter one is ethnos, descent and culture communities. And he basically says that the word ethnos, the Greek word ethnos, can only be translated by three English words. Okay, but let me go into the the eSword program and read what it says for for ethnos which is Greek number 1484 and it says this ethnos probably from G 1486 a race a race parentheses as of the same habit. Now, the question is, why do all virgins, virgins, versions of the New Testament translated into English and other languages exclude the word race from the translation, if in fact this is the prime definition, which it is, which it is. The Jerusalem Bible translates it as race, and the Farrar Fenton Bible translates ethnos as race. All the other Bibles omit the word race as a translation word. We're going to find out that that is the primary definition of the word ethnos from the Greek. Why don't the Bible... You know, it would be very interesting to get our hands on much older Bibles, 17th and 18th and 19th century Bibles, to see how many of these authors use the word race, where the word ethnos, the Greek word ethnos, appears in the scriptures. That would be a worthy study. So, and then the definition continues. 
This is Strong's. This is Strong's concordance definition. Race, as of the same habit of people sharing the same habits, that is a tribe. Now then he says specifically a foreign non-Jewish one, usually by implication pagan. But this is not a biblical definition because the word ethnos never refers to any non-Jewish or non-Israelite nation. This is an added feature of the definition. This is definitely a Masoretic uh, interpolation of the word ethnos, which clearly means race, tribe, or nation. That's the race, tribe, or nation. And then at the bottom, they have the sample words for translation, Gentile, heathen, nation, people. Okay, But Gentile, we know, is also a fake definition term. There, there was no such word in the Hebrew or the Greek. Gentile is a Latin word that has been used to falsely translate ethnos. Okay, And even heathen is a suspect uh, translation because the, that's the assumption of the translators. Uh, the research I have done in the word ethnos, and my friend David Ewing did, the, the fact of the matter is that heathen, uh, you have to inspect the context of the verse to determine whether the Israel nation is being spoken of or a non-Israel nation, which is a, a, can be accurately translated as heathen. However, the King James Version inordinately translates that heathen with no justification. Okay, so these are the problems we have in translating the scriptures. And you, you know as well as I do that the, the, the Bible has been awfully, terribly translated in the 20th century and also in the 19th century, terribly translated. And that's by design because we have the Jews, the Masoretic Jews, influencing the translation of the King James. And we also have the Judeo-Christian version, which I, what I call Church Greek, Church Greek is the way that the universalists want want you to understand the Bible. So they translate words in a universalistic manner, thereby destroying the original meaning of the word. So I don't know who the author is. Let me see if I can scroll back up and see. No, I don't have an author's name here for this. But the, uh, the link is in the Eurofolk Radio chat room. And I will begin reading now. And, and the title is Ethnos, colon, Descent and Culture Communities, Shared References. Ethnic group, race, and nation are three concepts sharing a single center or core with some notable and important differences at the periphery. Common to all is an idea of descent or ancestry and very closely implicated in all three. We find ideas about culture. Okay, now of course, every race has a culture, but multiple cultures, races can have more than one culture. However, in biblical terms, Israel, even though it was composed of 12 tribes, had a single culture, at least under Moses, David, and Solomon. When the breakup occurred, then we had two different disparate nations and cultures. One became pagan, totally pagan. The ten northern tribes became, uh, you know, rabidly pagan, and were had to be divorced by Yahweh. But nevertheless, they share the same race, 
and they share the same uh, nation. Okay, they were definitely a nation. And in the old world, the word nation included the word race. You didn't have nation. You didn't have multiculti nations in the old world. Certainly not in the Old Testament world, and very little in the New Testament world. Uh, the races were kept separate, and there was no race mixing that of any great extent anywhere, except for possibly uh, the Sumerian kingdom, the Sumerian kingdom, and of course in India, where the Aryans uh, intermingled with the Dravidians and other races. Okay, so that would be in Old Testament times too. But actually, even there, it was there was very little race mixing going on until modern times, you know, we're talking A.D. That's when the idea of race mixing or where cultures began to race mix thanks to slavery, the importation of slaves into an otherwise racially, uh, you know, distinct or uh, racially pure uh, nation like Rome and Greece, Italy, Spain, etc. These these nations were racially pure for the vast majority of their existence. And the, the racial purity became diluted due to slavery. Okay, So this idea that race no, doesn't exist or no longer exists is a very modern conception. Of course, it's Jewish, Jewish to the core. So let's continue. Common to all these three words, the ethnic group, race, and nation, is an idea of descent or ancestry. All right, we're the a race is descended from its ancestors, right? The Abrahamic covenant, the Adamic race, clearly delineated in the Bible from Adam down to Yahshua, and the twelve tribes of Israel have been prophesied to exist for eternity. So that race has never been dissolved, never. And never will be dissolved, okay? These ideas about culture will typically include myths about the past, beliefs about the kind of people we are, and the idea that culture defines a group in that it may be constituted by language, dress, and custom. All of these things go into the concept of race, nation, and ethnicity. All, all of these things comprise a race. And, for example, you, know, you can look to, at, at the black races in Africa, they all share a particular type of culture, namely they they run around naked most of the time. They all have black skin. They all have uh, Negroid features, and they have very little, if any, language. Certainly not lit- written language. The blacks of Africa never had a written language until we whites gave them one. Okay, and uh, took their vocalizations and turned them into written words. So the, so the aspect of black culture was they never had a written language, unlike the white race, unlike the Adamic race. Now, the Orientals did have a written language, but it was not common for the common people to have writing. That was done mainly by the sages and the astrologers and the, the, the court of the king and the royalty, etc., which is true of, of most cultures. The Only the upper classes were able to read and write. And that was even true of Israel because the vast majority of Israelites 
were not privy to, they didn't have the scriptures. In the olden times, they had scrolls, which were very difficult to copy and very expensive, so the common people never had possession of any of these scrolls. Let's continue. Ethnic group, race, and nation are all viewed by themselves or by observers as peoples who have or lay claim to shared antecedents. That's correct. There is no such thing as a multiracial nation or culture. There is no such thing. Never has been any such thing, except for the Jews. The Jews, since they began as a race-mixed entity via Cain, have been a race-mixed culture ever since. But they are not a race. They are a culture, or as Yahshua refers to them, as a brood, a brood of vipers. They are not a race. They are a a group of people uh, that uh, live together or actually parasitize (laughs) off of other races. That's what this group of people, this culture does. And that is the reality, folks. No one has ever proven otherwise. But, of course, the Jews hate the concept of race because they are not a race and they want to destroy our race and they're doing everything possible to destroy our race. And that includes uh, redefining words. In fact, this is the primary weapon the Jews have used against us, against Christianity, against biblical understanding, is to redefine words from one language to another in order to confuse the readers and listeners, especially those in the Christian churches, utterly confused ever since the Schofield Reference Bible was composed for the purpose of destroying the racial nature of Christianity and turning it into a multi-culti organization. Okay? And you cannot call it a culture because there is no culture. You call it the blacks living in Chicago, murdering one another and rampaging in downtown Chicago, committing crime. You call that culture? It's certainly not white culture. So these ideas, ethnicity, race, nation, and even culture, go hand in hand. And there is no such thing, there has never been any such thing as a successful multiracial culture. That has always been an aberration, and every such culture has failed. They have all failed. Okay? But, and then he goes on to say, This idea of shared ancestry may not be as precise as the genealogies of extended families. However, in the Bible, we have a precise genealogy of the Israel people. Very precise. The Jews do not possess such a precise genealogy because they are not Israel and because they are ipso facto half-breeds and multi-breeds. Okay? So, though. Though, how can we tell how many imprecisions are concealed in family trees? Well, the biblical family trees, uh, Ezra and Nehemiah, f- uh, determined the pedigree of the house of Judah after re- the return from the Babylonian captivity. And any Judahite who could not prove his pedigree was evicted from the nation. That's how strict the Bible is about racial purity, okay? But he says, despite this, there is nonetheless a repeating theme 
of people coming from the same stock. Yes, racial stock. In English, this word stock is mostly used with reference to animals, so in its use with reference to people, it has a strong biological sense. Thank you very much. It's racial stock. When we use that word of our people, it is a racial term. A strong sense of genealogy and type. Yes, Genesis 1.11. Those who breed kind after kind and have the seed within themselves. All seeds breed true unless some evil doctor or Jew comes along and mixes the breeds, which the Bible clearly says we're not supposed to do. Okay, so, so far, so good. This sense of shared ancestry can certainly be found in dictionary definitions from the complete Oxford English Dictionary, 1993. All of three of these terms, uh, uh, hold on, the type is, uh, okay, the type was uh, faded here. Race, a group of persons, animals, or plants connected by common descent or origin, direct descent, a tribe, nation, or people regarded as of common stock. Definition of nation. An extensive aggregate of persons so closely associated with each other by common descent, language or history, and usually a combination of all three, as to form a distinct race of people. There's that word race again usually organized as a separate political state and occupying a definite territory, okay? So, the only difference between a nation and a race is that they have a specific territory. Ethic, an adjective pertaining to nations not Christian. Why not Christian? That doesn't make any sense. That's a bad definition. Ethnicity refers to the racial composition of a particular group, no matter what race it is, and invariably, no matter what culture, anybody, your ethnic group, like the American Indians. They're an ethnic group. But even within the American Indians, since they don't don't associate with the term American, right? They associate exclusively with the tribe they belong to. All these tribes are are ethnicities. But the entirety of the Amerindians can be considered a race because they dwelt here on this continent of America for who knows how many millennia and bred according to type. Okay? So the biological sense of all of these three is retained when you properly define them. Okay? And again, he he, he adds here, ethnic Pertaining to nations not Christian, I don't know where he gets that from, not Christian. Pertaining to a race or nation, having common racial, cultural, religious, or linguistic characteristics, especially designating a racial or other group within a larger system. Now, of course, the race of Israel, the Adamic race, has got multifarious languages now. Multifarious nation states, that is, territories, but nevertheless, our culture proceeds directly from Adam and Eve. Simply no doubt about this. that We constitute a race, an ethnicity, and a bunch of nations from that race and ethnicity. So let's continue. 
ethnic, the only adjective, refers to the previous two by listing race and nation as common racial, cultural, religious, or linguistic characteristics. The definition of nation refers to common descent and a distinct race of people. Thank you. And that of race refers to a common descent and tribe, nation, or people. Clearly, all three occupy very much the same meaning territory. Not precisely the same, but so close as to make it impossible to consider them separately. Yeah, they are very closely related, as they should be. Because in the Old Testament world, races, nations consisted of a particular race. Okay? There were no multiculturalism states except for possibly the uh, Sumerians. Except for the Sumerians, okay? Much to the sociological literature, much of the sociological literature on these terms has been concerned to distinguish them by means of separation. That's correct. They remain separate in the biblical world. Different ethnicities, when they confronted one another, didn't didn't integrate. <laughs> They did not integrate. They made war. This whole concept of integration is very modern and very Jewish. That is, by distinguishing them in such a way that one makes a clean break from the other. Amen. It is far better to start by saying that all occupy the same terrain while they all occupy planet Earth. Having said this, the next step is to show the respects in which, as we move from the core outwards, they diverge. What they all convey is a sense of a people, yeah, a line of descent. This is excluding other lines of descent. This is precisely the meaning of the term which ethnic has its origins. The classical Greek word Greek covering the English sense of both nation and ethnic group. Liddell and Scott's Greek-English Lexicon, the authoritative source on classical Greek usages, cites a number of meanings which are shifts in emphasis in different contexts and different periods of time of ancient Greek history. They are one, ethnos, a number of people living together, body of men, particular tribes of animals, flocks, after Homer, nation, people. But uh, let's see. Let me continue. Foreign. Where does foreign come from? Barbarous nations. Non-Athenians. Biblical Greek. Non-Jews. Gentiles. Class of men. Caste tribe. I assert that this is church Greek. This is church Greek. This is not coin Greek. Because when, when they used the word ethnos, they were referring to a a specific race or tribe of people and as distinguished from all other races and tribes of people. Okay, so there is definitely an exclusiveness in the concepts of race, tribe, and nation. All these terms are exclusive. But Gentiles is not exclusive. Gentiles, according to the Jews, means anybody who is not a Jew, right? But there is no such meaning of any word in the Bible. Nor is there outside of the Bible. I think this uh, non-Athenians, now maybe it's true of non-Athenians, because the Athenians were an exclusive cult, right? And so they they may have, but if they use the word ethnos for themselves, then 
they could rightly use the word ethnos for anybody who's not an Athenian, but that that wouldn't be a specific usage of the tribe. It wouldn't be a nation. To say somebody's non-Athenian is very vague. So if you want to refer to that non-Athenian people as a nation, then you have to identify who they are. And then you will find that they are a cohesive ethnic group, such as the Persians, for example, or the Romans, etc. The adjectival form ethnikos has two principal meanings, nation and foreign. So the Greek ethnos, okay, now this is the adjectival form, okay, but in the sense that I just explained, that it's still a particular race or tribe of people and not a... uh, has no religious connotation whatsoever, as the the Judeos have given the term in Strong's Concordance. Okay, so he continues. So the Greek ethnos has meanings which are attached to the modern English usage of nation. Okay, and here's where the problem comes in. All right, so the Greek ethnos never meant non-Jew. There's no such word in the Bible. But because the Masoretic rabbis gave this definition to the King James Translation Committee, and, it be, and thus it became part of Strong's Concordance definitions, that does not make it accurate. It means race, just as it says in the Strong Concordance. That's what the word means. It means race. It does not mean non-Jewish. Let's continue. So, but the adjectival form, which is ethnikos, not ethnos, does con- uh, does contain this sense of a foreign nation, in other words, a foreign race, or a foreign people, or a foreign tribe. That's the general usage of this adjectival form. And actually, that's true of ethnos also, but it means a race of people, a specific, exclusive race of people. Nowhere does it have any indication of anyone who is non-Jewish. That is church Greek definition uh, activated by the Masoretic rabbis. So let's continue. So let me repeat this whole sentence here. So the Greek ethnos has the meanings which were attached to the modern English usage of nation, as well as terms which, as such as peoples, especially foreign peoples or tribes and castes, plus the adjectival nation, national and foreign. For tribe, we might now read ethnic group. We could have added race in its pre-19th century forms when it had similar connotations of nations and peoples, and even classes. But these were exclusive people of a particular race. That's very clear. Historically, very, very clear. We could have added, yeah, so it was the rise of biological and anthropological science in the 19th century, Jew influence, no doubt, which gave to race its special meaning of grand divisions and of humankind. Nope, I was wrong. That is the correct definition. <laughs> it gave the word race its special meaning of grand divisions of humankind. And those are correct divisions because it's easily provable throughout history that that 
blacks had always bred blacks and never bred any Chinamen, Amerindians, or whites throughout their history until the white man began interbreeding with them. Same is true of Chinamen, same is true of our race, same is true of Amerindians and the, uh, what are the Australians called? Aborigines, they call them. Okay. They never produced a white person or a Chinaman or an Amerindian or even a black African. Their major racial differences, all they probably do come from the same stock because they look very Negroid. In any case, the, uh, that is the correct definition of the word race. The 19th century philosophers and scientists have given us the correct definition of race. Let's continue. The word ethnic found its way into English after a number of early spellings such as, oh, well, A-E-T-H-N-Y-C-K-E, that's got to be Old English, and appears to have long, like Beowulf, and appears to have long had the sense of foreign. Well, no, it just means a, a, a racial group. But it was used of foreign groups as well as one, own, one's own group. You know, the white race is an ethnic community. It's an ethnicity. The black race is an ethnicity. So the word is simply used for different types of races or different types of communities. So because it applies to particular isolated and, uh, and segregated groups of people. That's the original meaning of ethnic. And even today, there is no such thing as a, a cohesive multicultural society. There never was, there is not now, and there never will be. Because that is Yahweh's, uh, <laughs> Yahweh has forbidden that. It was the rise of biological and anthropological science in the 19th century which gave to race its special meaning of grand divisions of humankind. Thank you very much. So let's continue. And let me start this sentence over. The word ethic found its way into English after a number of early spellings such as ethnic and appears to have long had the sense of foreign and of being distinguished from Jewish. Now, where did it get that distinguished the distinction? Because the, the Jews are an ethnicity also, but they are not a nation and they are not a race. So the fact that the word ethic can be applied to other specific races or specific ethnicities is not a problem. But the word race cannot be so defined. Race is biological. It's not cultural. Let's continue. So, and of being distinguished from Jewish, i.e. Gentile, and distinguished from Jewish and Gentile heathen. So this is a Jewish idea that has been inserted into our thinking by the Jews. And it is an illegitimate idea. Because there is no such thing as a Gentile in the Bible. No such thing. Nor is there actually such a thing as a Jew in the Bible. What the Bible has is Judahites and Israelites as a single ethnicity. And then it has Edomites living in Judea, along with Judahites. And those Edomites were also a specific ethnicity, descended from Esau. But the nation of Judea had both Judahites and Edomites. Both of those, Judahites and Edomites, were called Judeans by foreigners. By foreigners. 
But the Judahites never referred to themselves as Judeans. They referred to themselves as Judah. And more often, they actually referred to themselves as Israel. They never lost touch with their Israelite heritage. The Edomites never were Israelites and never were Judahites. But they were Judeans. Okay? So here we have an example of foreigners imposing a word on two different, two distinct ethnic groups. Just as we Americans impose the word American Indian, or even the word Indian, upon all of these tribes of Amerindians, they never called themselves Indians. They only called themselves by their tribal names. Okay? And these are racially specific and national. Okay? Because the Indians are subdivided into many nations and tribes, but of the common racial ancestry. Okay? Then he says, we could have added race in its pre-19th century forms because it has similar connotations of nations and peoples. Yes, you should have. Race belongs in there. The word ethnic found its way into English after a number of early spellings, etc. Okay. So once ethnic or equivalent established itself in English with the first citation from a written work of 1473... It regularly has the meaning of heathen and foreign. Well, it means anybody. It can be your own ethnicity or a foreign ethnicity. It does not mean specifically foreign, but it can be used to apply to foreign ethnicities. Okay? That's that's the only difference. Nevertheless, the concept is the same. It's a it's a single group of people having common ancestors, usually from a particular race, having a nation and or tribe associated with and common language, etc. All these things go together. And uh, in the Old Testament world, the, there was radical differences between ethnicities, radical difference between foreign tribes and Israel. So, but ethnos, as used in the Bible simply means a race or nation of people irregardless of their or their racial origin. Okay? That's why I've been saying for many years, you have to look at the context of the scripture to determine which ethnicity is being talked about. You cannot make any assumption. And unfortunately, the King James Translation Committee made way too many assumptions and gets it wrong just as often, probably even more often, than it gets it right. Because they haphazardly use the word race, or I'm sorry, the word heathen, when they shouldn't. Okay? But you will find there's a glaring exception. Nowhere in the Bible will you find a concept non-Jewish. You will not find that concept in the Bible, or even non-Jewish or non-Israelite. There is no such hyphenated concept of nationality, okay? Well, the word heathen is the the only thing that comes close to it. Heathen. And that word heathen means non-Israelite. It never meant anything like non-Jewish. Okay, so let's continue. Thus we have this definition, ethnic, pertaining to race, 
common racial or cultural character. Oh, man. Truth be spoken. Thank you very much. Rarely do you hear the subject of race being talked about so accurately and openly. By 1935, they are citing Huxley and Haddon, of which more later, and their famous argument for the abandonment of the term race. Why? Well, because they're conspirators. They're part of the Jew world order and probably Freemasons. They were certainly members of secret societies. And they argued for the abandonment of the term race and its replacement by the word ethnic. Ethnic is a very vague term compared to race. Race is biological. Ethnic is not necessarily it can include a biological race, but not necessarily. The Oxford Dictionary also cites it's a much broader and vaguer term. The Oxford Dictionary also cites the term in its combination with ethnic minority groups and as a noun meaning one who is not a Christian or Jew. And that's, again, this is a religious definition, not a, a biological definition. In both the U.S. and Britain, the noun form ethnics is used to mean something other than majority, but is also used for the majority, the ethnic majority. Okay? Before leaving the Greek dictionary, we should note three other ancient Greek terms which have a meaning approximate to people or class of people. One is phylon, for which Liddell and Scott give the meaning race, tribe, or class. Okay, there is value in the Liddell and Scott translation of the Bible because they are not affected by church Greek, either Christian, Judeo-Christian, or Jewish. They're simply giving you the accurate definition of the Greek words. Followed by a second meaning, nation. Race, nation. That's exactly what the Strong's Concordance tells you is the meaning of the word. Okay. Genos is defined as race, stock, or kin. Even more specific, race, stock, or kin. This term has a closer link to the notion of family, offspring, and descent. But so does ethnos, because its definition is race combination. But it too can mean tribe as a subdivision of ethnos, and can mean classes in the animal kingdom as well. All these words, ethnos, Phylon and Genos cover shared meanings of people, tribe, nation, and class with shades of difference between them. Now, to say that ethnos can mean non-Jew is the same as saying non-ethnic. That doesn't make any sense because any particular group, sorry, group is automatically an ethnic group. It's automatically an ethnic group. The idea that the word ethnos, which is a Greek word, ever meant non-Jewish or non-Jew is a complete fraud. And the proof of that fraud is that you will never find that word non-Jewish or non-Jew anywhere in Scripture. Not even in the translations. That is a false definition. It's a Jewish definition of the word ethos. They had to create that definition in order to differentiate, first of all, to claim themselves 
the identity of Israel, and then they had a word to describe non-Israelites, and that's what they came up with. Just like the word anti-Semite is <laughs> a made-up word because the Jews aren't even Shemites, okay? Nor are they Hebrews, nor are they humans. <laughs> They're devils in shoe leather. Anyway, so you can see that all of these Greek words have the basic definition of race, tribe, family, line of descent, ethnic heritage of a particular race of people. That's what these words mean in the Greek. Literal Greek, coin Greek, historical Greek. Now, when you come to church Greek, that's another matter. The churches, in their attempt to universalize the scriptures, have invented definitions that are not uh, based on literal Greek. Now, the question is, did Paul and all the apostles who wrote in Greek, they also wrote in Hebrew, and, and sometimes in Aramaic as well. Did they, did they write in any other language, any modern language like English or Latin? No, they did not. They were using the definitions that are described here, the original secular definitions of the words, all of which imply race, racial descent, stock of people, a cohesive unit of people, usually of the same race, almost always of the same race, and does not usually does not describe any kind of multiculti society, except for Edom and for the Canaanites, who were a multicultural play, a group, and the Kenites, who were a multicultural group. Only in those cases, but even then, they're not described as non-Jews. They're described as heathen, or they're simply described by their categorical names, such as Canaanite or Edomite. Okay? To distinguish them from other ethnicities. So the word ethnic is used to distinguish one ethnic group from another. So is the word race. All of these terms specify particular groups of people to the exclusion of others. However, modern English and modern church Greek Pretend that it was never like this. <laughs> that the, that these terms are multicultural. No. In fact, they're trying to, as we just reported, the, uh, the Jews are trying to get rid of the word race altogether and replace it with ethnic or ethnicity. This is unscientific, folks, and it's unscriptural. You can see that the Greek language has been perverted by the Jews and by the Judeos, and by the secret societies, all of which have an anti-Christian and anti-white agenda. Okay? So, would you, would you even dare to suggest that uh, deer are not a particular genome or genos of animals? These animals state to themselves. They, some of them are capable of interbreeding. If forced to interbreed by somebody running the zoo, but out in the wild, interbreeding is almost unheard of. Almost unheard of. 
it's only among humans where this interbreeding takes place. And that is by cultural design, that is by Jewish design, and by no other means. Of course, we can't blame it all on the Jews because when our previous empires, the Greek, Roman, Spanish, Italian, uh, even Greek, when they began to import slaves, then they became a multi-ethnic society. And that would not be a racial society anymore. It would be multiracial and multi-ethnic. And this is how it was always understood until the 20th century when they tried to eliminate the word race from our Bibles and from our dictionaries. Okay? This is by design. The, the, the first the first trick of the trade is to change the definitions of words so that we get confused about what is an ethnic group, what is a race, what is a people, what is a tribe. Throughout history, a tribe has been considered a subset of a race, bearing the semblance of the entire race, but having specific differences, usually not too great, sometimes a variation of language, dress codes, etc. Okay? Very minor differences in reality from the race overall. He continues, The word for people in Greek, which moves away from all these three, but nonetheless could be translated as people, is demos. It is, in Liddell and Scott, given a first meaning of district, country, land, but subsequently the people, the inhabitants of a district or land. So demos, or demographic, is talking about where these people live. That's what demographics is all about. It does not necessarily mean race, because you can have a multiracial context of demographics, even though those races remain separate from one another within that territory. And that's that's describes in Chicago, folks, because there's little there's little integration in the city of Chicago. You have Swedish neighborhoods, Italian neighborhoods, German neighborhoods, black, Spanish, Latino, all these different neighborhoods, and they by and large stay separate and distinct from one another. Unlike California and New York, where there is a lot of race mixing going on, for whatever reason, Chicago likes its ethnicities. You can go to a Greek restaurant, a, a Swedish restaurant, a German restaurant, a what do, what do blacks call their cuisine? Uh, anyway, there's a lot of uh, uh, restaurants from uh, Northern Africa that, that serve dishes, you know, usually without, all they have is like these pan fried breads. Some of them are hard, some of them are soft. And uh, you dip you dip the bread into a, a bowl and you eat it that way. Kind of like, well, kind of like the way Jesus and the apostles did. They haven't advanced to tables and silverware yet. Oh, no, I'm sorry, they do have tables. Some of them do. But they still have that old-fashioned way of eating. You have all kinds of uh, bowls of stuff put in front of you. And you'd simply dip your bread into the bowl and consume it. That's that's the way, Ethiopian cuisine. There are several Ethiopian restaurants in Chicago. Yeah, obviously, Chinese, Japanese, Sichuan, you name it, multi-ethnic uh, China, Chinese cuisine and Japanese cuisine all over the city. 
And in fact, so therefore you have true diversity, right? Chicago is a truly diverse city for that reason. Because all of these different ethnic groups wish to maintain their distinct ethnicity, unlike the Jews. And there are a few Jewish restaurants in Chicago too. Not too many. They're usually, uh, what is their delis, Jewish delis. Uh, that have tables, you know, so it's usually a delicatessen, you know, that serves food as well, okay? That's your typical Jewish restaurant in Chicago. It's probably like that in New York as well. So, and all of these groups, all of these ethnic groups desire to maintain their separate ethnic identity. The only group that is inclined to blend all these ethnicities together is the Jews. None of these other groups have any inkling or any desire to blend with the other groups. Even among the subgroups. You know, the Chinamen don't want to integrate with the Japanese. Even, you know, even the, uh, there's multifarious uh, Latino restaurants. You have Colombian cuisine. You have Mexican cuisine. You have Haitian cuisine, right? Uh, Cuban cuisine. All of these have their distinct restaurants. And they all keep them separate and distinct. And they want to keep it that way. Except for the Jews. The Jews are the only ones telling us that we have to blend together. So, all these words, ethnos, phylon, and genos, cover shared meanings of people, tribe, nation, and class with shades of difference between them. The word for people in Greek, which moves away from all these three, but nonetheless could be translated as people, is demos. Okay, and so demos includes the concept of land or territory and is the primary definition of the word demos, and that's where we get democratic from. And the reason why democracies don't work is because they tend to be multicultural. (laughs) Okay, one of the meanings of demos is as common people, as against aristocracy, the people of the country, by contrast with the elite people of the city, uh, guess what? Midwest is flyover territory for the Jews on the East Coast and the Jews on the West Coast, even though there are Jews in Chicago and Milwaukee and Kansas City and Omaha, Nebraska, but not nearly as many as on the East Coast and the other East Coast. The other is, in a political sense, the sovereign people, the free citizens, this being the sense which modern English users know the word democracy. So, obviously, that's another word that has undergone numerous uh, changes in definition over time. Okay? So, with only about seven or eight minutes left, let's go to the word nation in the document here. The word nation came into English via French from the Latin root natio, which has provided the word for nation in virtually all Romance languages. It too has an original meaning of a breed or stock of people who share a common descent or were regarded as doing so. Yeah, and we're still regarded as doing that, and we want to keep it that way. The fact that it has something to do with descent is betrayed by the word natio's own root 
in the verb nasi, N-A-S-C-I, which means to be born. The Oxford Dictionary gives references to usages of nation as early as 1300. The idea of common descent and the idea of people of a territory were both present. Its earliest uses were not solely as some have implied in the context of student groups, nationis, in medieval universities identified by country of origin. The Latin natio is clearly quite close in meaning to the Greek ethnos. It even shares the biblical sense of ethnos. The Oxford Dictionary cites English usage of nations, meaning heathen nations, in biblical use as early as 1340. But of course, this is a false usage because it far more often means Israelites. Nearly 99% of the time, when you see the word ethnos in the Bible, it means Israelites and not non-Israelites. Okay? But because the Jews claim to be Israel and everybody else is a non-Jew, that's where we get this false definition of ethnos from. Continuing, the first part of Oxford Dictionary section on nation essays a general definition that we cited earlier. Let me scroll down. And it says, an extensive aggregate of persons so closely associated with each other by common descent, language, or history as to form a distinct race of people. That definition is no longer allowed, folks. Usually organized as a separate political state and occupying a definite territory. So here, so this is the perfect definition of race, common origin, common descent, kinsmen. Kinsmen is what they are, having a common racial descent, as the Adamites of the Bible do, and as the Israelites are all descendants of Adam. Adam and Eve, and from no other people, as the Bible clearly teaches us from beginning to end. Nowhere does the Bible advocate multiculti nations. Nowhere. In fact, the Israelites were forbidden to make any kind of covenant with non-Israelite nations, even Egypt, which was primarily in the days of Solomon and David, a white nation. But that is what the word ethnos means in contradistinction to what the Jews mean by it, which means not Jew, okay? All right, so our people have been brainwashed into accepting the Jewish definition of the word ethnos by which they mean non-Jew. But this never had any such meaning in the ancient world, in the biblical world, or any world except the Jewish world. Unfortunately, they have had tremendous influence with our scholars and with our priests and just about everybody else. So that everybody thinks that the word ethnos means non-Jew, and it does not. It has never meant that. And we must reject that definition as Jewish and, uh, and as a slur against us because they want to turn us into a non-ethnic people. We already are non-Jewish. We are also Israelites, <laughs> and the Jews can't say that. All right, they can't say that at all. 
All right, so, uh, and we're almost at the end here of, of our time. Early 1300 to 1386 references described Englishmen, quote, as Ingalls man. Well, British, British means covenant man. Ingalls man as a nation, yeah, of a particular race, a race of Israelites, don't you know? And the dictionary cites Fortescue in 1460 referring to the king being compelled to make his armies of strangers such as Scots, Spaniards, and of other nations. So all these people are referred to as nations, even though they are all of the same race. In a history of Carolina and colonial America, 1709, the writer says that two nations of Indians are here in Carolina were at war. But nation has also had a meaning of a class of persons or even animals. In 1390, cited work refers to lovers or gentle people as a nation. (laughs) Now, that's, that's more metaphorical, right? You have metaphorical uses of these terms as well. Quote, among the gentile nation, love is an occupation. And I think that word became gentle. G-E-N-T-L-E, not G-E-N-T-I-L-E. Okay. And similar describes schoolboys as a nation in late 17th century usage. And this is, of course, more metaphorical. Because schoolboys... Without women, without schoolgirls, we'll never make a nation. And early in 18th century usage refers to animals as the nations of the field and wood. Okay, it has a whole section here on race, which I don't have time to get into. So, uh, and then it talks about the demise of race, the demise of the word race. But I think we're pretty well familiar with that. The essence of this article here is to show that the word race is a true definition throughout history, the basic definition of the word ethnos. That's the point I want to get across, plus the point that the term non-Jew is a, is a non-ethnic and non-biblical usage of the term ethnos. It's a Jewish invention which the modern world has accepted because we're dumb. We're, we're stupid sheep. And and whenever a Jew speaks, too many of our people listen. We have to change that and get rid of that tendency. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Talk to you all later. Bye and Yah bless everybody. Take care. Free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James.